welcome to the Bodybuilding Dietitians Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today for what is now episode 45 of our Road to 2021 mini-series. And as always, you are joined by your hosts, Tiara and Jack. Now, before we get into today's episode, we just want to remind you as always that if you do enjoy these podcasts, please remember to tell your family and friends about them, take a screenshot, post it to your social media stories, tag Jack, tag myself, and tag the Bodybuilding Dietitians. Now, Jack, I want to hear, how was your past week? So it's been great. Another good week of prep in the books. And I just capped off my third week of this training block. So I did a diet break and now one, two, and three weeks of training under my belt after that. And yeah, it's crunch time. It's the hardest part of prep. Macros are at their lowest. Training is the hardest it's been. Energy is at its lowest. But because everything is so close, it's uh, it's very achievable and it's very doable. It's amazing what you can do. Yeah, absolutely. I bet that even though things are feeling tough, your mindset is very strong at this point. Yeah, mentally, it's it's uh, if we have um, a rationale behind what we're doing, or if we know something is in sight, or you know it's not forever. Like imagine if we had to do this forever. <laughs> like it would be it would be very hard not to give up. Yeah, we would literally die it till we die. Yes. And we would get a, a cut and not be able to heal ourselves or something like that. <laughs> but yeah, that's basically the summary of this past week. Like it's hard, but I'm getting the job done. And basically I had some, I've had some decent run-ins in terms of weight loss uh, the last three weeks after my diet break. So last week I lost about half a kilo on average. This week, uh, slightly less, which is probably a good thing because I don't want to be losing. I want to be losing about half a percent at the moment. And this week I lost about 0.35 kilos. So I'll be staying on those macros for one more week before I then drop again. So the macros were 225 carb, 50 fat, and 250 protein. That is four days a week. So four low days and two of those days are rest days. And then three high days at 500 carb, 225 protein, and 50 fat. Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, those low days are getting low and they're only going to get lower when I drop to 200. So like as you could just tell by what I said, the the weight loss is slowing down. So I think one more week and then uh, another drop just to cap things off. And judging by like the physique shots I took this morning and feedback from everyone, from Tierra, from Alan, from people I trust where yeah it's it's looking good it is looking very good my man behind the camera it's looking very good (laughs) and in person it's looking very good so you are well on track to stand on that stage and be well and truly ready and shredded to the bone Mm. now you mentioned how much weight you lost but what is your actual body weight yeah so as expected because i do these low and high days the body weight fluctuates a lot uh, which is expected and I mean, it's very predictable for me at this stage. I'm not worried by it by it by any means. And like, I guess you can look at it as if like you're depleting aggressively and then repleting. So during the week, I'm only dieting for four out of seven days. So just over half the week. And I think this really helps me. Again, there's no, this is anecdotal. There's no, as far as I know, there's no firm evidence on this, but I think this is what really helps me retain a lot of my muscle mass. I keep wanting to say just because it's ingrained in me, lean muscle mass, but mm-hmm. that so I, it doesn't make any sense because muscle is lean. Yeah, you'd hope that you don't have fat muscle mass. <laughs> yeah. So I'm only dieting for just over half the week. And by being at maintenance for the other three days, 
I feel like that really helps with my muscle retention mm -hmm. and of course boosting my training performance, which is again anecdotal. But um, yeah, my lowest weight this past week was 77.9. So I broke into the 77s, which is pretty cool. And just to give you guys an idea, like Wednesday was 77.9. And then after all my high days, back up to 79.3. So that's 1.4 kilo increase, which it's not huge, especially when you factor it into my total body weight. Like if there's a girl who weighs 50 versus me who weighs around 80, like it's a very different story in that regard. Exactly. And you know, that's just a testament that you're storing muscle glycogen. Your body's yeah. doing what it's meant to do during those three high carbohydrate days. And again, mm. you're chasing a look and that's what actually makes you look the best when you've dieted for those four days, but then you fill out for the next three. It's your best look. Your best look is not a Thursday morning after you've woken up <laughs> after four low days at 225 grams of carbs. Mm. Just saying. And I, I've gotten to this stage now where you can really, it sounds uh, masochistic, but like the worse you feel during a day, you're like, oh yes, I know I'm feeling really crap today. It means I'm going to wake up tomorrow with mm -hmm. some sort of new low or, or I'm feeling really crap today. The job's being done. <laughs> and that's one way of kind of rationalizing prep in that the worse you feel, the more fat you're losing to an extent. You don't want to obviously you don't want to crash diet and lose kilos per week but at this stage like it's one way of embracing the suck yeah exactly it's very motivating you know mm. you can trust that yeah things are working like i uh, again taking this week as an example you remember me telling you on wednesday i was like wow i actually feel really good today like surprisingly good for a rest day midweek after all my low days why am I feeling so upbeat and mm -hmm. energized? And then lo and behold, I woke up the next day, 600 grams heavier. And that was, that was, that wasn't after a high day. That was after a low day, but it's, uh, it's interesting as to like, I didn't get a new low and I felt better. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting. Yeah. Without a doubt. But again, it's always relative. Like for example, after three high carbohydrate days, you as a 77, 78, 79 kilogram man, whatever day it is of the week, how much you weigh, but it's all relative to how much weight you're actually going to gain when you've actually carved up compared to yeah. like you said, a 50 kilogram female, she might do a two or a three day carb up. She might only put on 400 or 500 grams mm. because that's just relative to her body weight. Yeah. And I ha we have had a few discussions, me and Alan around my what i'm going to do after show one or what i'm going to do for peak week there are some exciting things that i'm looking forward to sharing i'm not going to share them right now just because they're not set in stone but just playing around with uh, the reverse and how aggressively we're going to carb up and all that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. uh, i mean we could already do it very safely basically just follow exactly what i did this week do the reverse uh, sorry do the low days do the three high days and then bob's your uncle like i look it's very predictable. Don't spill over at all, all that kind of stuff. But we do have a few other options in terms of, cause like one, after this first show, I don't, depending on the feedback or depending on the other competitors, I might not need to, or I don't need to get any leaner. Mm -hmm. So I, sh I definitely could, like if I want my lower back completely striated, like a massive Christmas tree, then I could keep dieting. But something that especially newer competitors don't always acknowledge with bodybuilding and it depends on the federation and the country as well is the trade-off between that conditioning versus size mm -hmm. and 
it's very easy for this to come off not for me but for potentially other people as an excuse or like oh i'm going to play the size card and then the person who's saying that has not even one line in their glute or mm-hmm. they don't have any striations no veins whatever the trademarks of conditioning are but I've, i'm very comfortable with where i'm at conditioning wise now and so it's it's going to be interesting to see what route we take plus i've got four weeks left a lot can happen in like even comparing my like four weeks ago i was eight weeks out Mm -hmm. so the amount of comparing my progress photos from eight weeks to four weeks there's a huge difference there and i'm only going to make that difference again exactly it's massive and you're absolutely right it's that balancing act between for you bodybuilders recognizing Mm -hmm. that it's a bodybuilding show but of course you also have to come and shred it too yeah and i've been getting i've been communicating with this guy from the uk who i trust as a his advice a lot and just getting his feedback on where I'm at and I mean in the UK he basically alluded to that I could have stopped dieting quite a while ago mm-hmm. like as soon as my glutes started coming in like I could have stopped and I would have been probably come in a bit bigger a bit heavier but just not as lean as I am right now whereas in Australia because of certain coaches who everybody probably knows um, and this isn't a bad thing at all, but we in ICN, we value strided glutes and hella conditioning, even if it sacrifices a bit of size. So I've kind of, I think we both kind of embraced for the rest of this prep. We're going to like do what it takes to get completely shredded. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And yeah, we're looking like, we don't want to look back. Our next off season is going to be long. We don't want to look back saying, oh, I wonder what would have happened if I was a kilo lighter. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, I'm looking, I'm actually... Again, it sounds a bit sad or sickly, but I'm looking forward to to bringing it condition-wise. Yeah, same. I just want to get as freaking shredded and peeled as physically possible for Mm. for my own body. And yeah, it's just incredibly exciting because again, we only have eight weeks left until the final show, four weeks left until the first show. It's going to absolutely fly. It's not much time at all. Just knuckle down and do whatever the hell we have to do to bring the absolute best and then enter into a recovery phase, man. Yeah, just recover. Yeah, <laughs> simple as that. Yeah. yeah, but I can agree more. The standard here in Australia for natural bodybuilding is on another level. Like mm. it's very competitive and truly to be at the top for natural competitors, you just have to be so conditioned to another level. It's yeah. it's insane. Someone has to be a lot bigger than you for you to, and well proportioned for them to beat you if you're more conditioned. Yeah, because as we've seen at shows time after time, sometimes you get a guy standing up on stage who might be 10 or 15 kilograms lighter than the dude next to him, but he's so conditioned. And even though he has way less muscle mass, he makes the other guy look out of shape. Mm. Hey guys, just a reminder that we post regular informative content on both our Instagram and YouTube channel. So make sure to go over to those platforms and search The Bodybuilding Dietitians. See you there. Yeah, it it would feel... And I I don't know exactly where I stand, to be honest, in terms of the size versus conditioning. Mm -hmm. I think naturally I do lean more towards... I, I think there's a borderline. If you're compromising size for conditioning to such an extent that you don't look like a bodybuilder anymore. Yeah. And again, you don't want to go through a comp prep and lose muscle on purpose. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But also people need to recognize that conditioning comes with time. Conditioning also comes with muscle maturity. Mm. Of course, conditioning comes with dieting, but you can only diet so much. Like if you have more muscle under you and especially more muscle maturity, 
you are going to look more conditioned because you just are going to have more lines in your muscle bellies and you're going to have developed those cuts, for example, mm. in your quads. Yeah. I feel like everyone has that one muscle group where unless they are genetically gifted or they are an older individual with more muscle maturity or they're just a very, very big bodybuilder, they always have that one muscle group which either doesn't come in and they take that hit because they don't want to sacrifice too much size or they diet their ass off mm-hmm. to get there. Yeah, exactly. Literally like, in some cases. Yeah, like a guy might be chasing striated glutes and then mm. he finally gets there, but at the same time, he might have sacrificed a lot of musculature in his chest. Yeah. And I mean, for me, this is uh, a lot of you, the listeners probably already know, but for me, that's my, my back in general. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm really happy with the proportions of my back and how I've developed it in the last few years. But like, I'm not going to have a crazy Christmas tree, unfortunately. I'm not, and I'm not going to have like a really veiny striated chest. Like I just need more muscle in those areas mm-hmm. and I just need to give me a few more years of lifting. Yeah. Wait till you hear the road to 2023 mini series. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can't wait. I guess that that's me with nutrition and I, I have changed nutrition a little bit to accommodate for the lower days, but I'll probably save that for next week. No, I want to hear about it now because <laughs> you've made the changes this past week. Okay, cool. So Basically, I had to pull 25 grams of carbs. And again, like Tierra does, I kind of pull it from everywhere. I did change one meal quite drastically. So I didn't really change breakfast that much, still having oats in that meal, just lowered the amount of oats slightly. And for lunch or post-workout, what I'm having now is actually nice cream and popcorn. So <laughs> Sounds familiar. Taking a leaf out of Tierra's book. And we spoke about this last week, but yeah, that's definitely really airy, really satiating and I'm definitely enjoying it. I mm-hmm. even ordered a, a new, because I didn't want to just use Tierra's blender, of course, so I ordered my own blender called, the brand is called Fruity. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to giving that review. And stay tuned in the coming weeks for a, a nice cream tutorial as well. Yeah, because I know the queen of nice cream, her name's Nina. She's called Naturally Nina on Instagram. She's a great social media friend, that's for sure. But she has such a beautiful Instagram page. But she, you know, she's been using that fruity for years to make mm, her nice cream. Years. It's about time we bit the bullet and see what all the hype is about. Because, yeah. I mean, Tierra uses a food processor, which is great for, like, whipping air into it. Personally, I would rather sacrifice a bit of volume and get more of that true ice cream consistency mm-hmm. with maybe... Who knows? It might be the same volume, but just a better texture. Yeah. Well, if you don't mind, I wouldn't mind <laughs> testing it out, too. <laughs> sure. And on to the next meal, which is still like a pumpkin, egg whites. And I've actually got on the konjac train finally. So for those who don't know what konjac noodles are or konjac in general, I believe it's a mushroom, but it's very, very low calorie. It's basically just pure fiber, a little bit of protein, basically no fat. And I, I'm, I'm happy that I've lasted this long without them. And sure, I could have gone without them, but... Since uh, it's, an, it's a macro cut and all that, I just decided to, to incorporate them and help satiate me a bit more between lunch and dinner. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. I'm actually really grateful that you're using those things because when and I went through... And they're a few months out of date as well, so oh, that's interesting. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, because when I went through my previous comp prep at Sam Coco's, my favorite discount fruit barn, <laughs> they actually had those things on sale. So this would have been like a year and a half ago. Mm. And I went a little bit... YOLO and I probably I think I bought 50 packets because they were like 99 cents each or something like that but to be honest 
they just gave me a bit of a stomach ache, so mm. I had to stop eating them. That's why we still have like 45 packets left. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I don't want that $45 to go to waste. So yeah. I'm glad that your guts can tolerate them. You've I got guts, guts of, of steel. Yeah, I do. <laughs> and yeah, because I, I, I literally ate them about an hour and a half ago before this episode mm-hmm. and I feel fine. And I, it just, it, t- it kind of tastes like, well, the texture is like rice noodles. They taste like nothing. They just taste with however you've spiced them. If, if you do ever try them, just wash them before you eat them. Because those things literally smell like squids. Yeah. They, <laughs> they kind of smell like squid mushrooms. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not the nicest thing. So yeah, definitely rinse those things like at least three times. Yeah. And dinner is basically the same. Been enjoying the cottage cheese with some kangaroo and veg. And yeah, I'm actually, I've got a YouTube video in the pipeline about just my, like a day in the life on a low day because uh, everyone likes to go for the high days and the Mm -hmm. highlights. But how do I train and eat on a low day when you're feeling the worst and your food is the lowest and your training's freaking hard. So yeah, that's going to be a good video. Yeah. And I just have to keep reminding myself that you are on 225 grams of carbs now Mm. and you're planning to go to 200 if it's warranted in these coming weeks. And I remember when you did your mini cut back in like July, August, Mm. and one day you went to like 300 carb (laughs) and I was like, oh my God, Jack Radford Smith on 300 carb. Like what's happened to his metabolism? But again, it, it goes to show like that wasn't even that aggressive. No. Well, I guess it's all into perspective, but got it. Like I've been dieting for almost 25 weeks now, yeah. not including the mini cut, and it goes to show that I, maybe it'll make other people feel more comfortable. That, like in the off season, I was eating 700 carbs mm-hmm. some days on my leg days, and clo- like over 5,000 calories. And sure, I'm still having three days at 500 carb, which is amazing. Like if I if we even out my carb intake right now across the week, it's it's more like 325 grams per day. Yeah which is quite a lot for someone in a comp prep at this mm-hmm. stage and this lean. So I'm still doing, I don't want to use the word better, but I, I'm just on more food than most, especially since I'm on 250 protein and 50 fat as well. Yeah, even I have to dig deep in the carbohydrate department. So. Yeah, and I wish that people wouldn't keep that a secret because mm. again, this is a sport and ultimately it's a sport of dieting. Sometimes it really does come down to who's willing to suck it up the most and eat the least amount of food to get the leanest and step on stage with an eight pack. But at the same time, I wish that people were sometimes more honest and more open about how much they are actually eating because hopefully people appreciate that you and I, we always say how many macros that we're eating. Mm. We always go into great detail with our food and I hope people appreciate that because That's something that I'm so curious about. I love knowing what other people eat and how much other people eat. And I think a lot of others share that same curiosity, but I just wish more people were honest about, yeah, prep's really tough. And yeah, sure, I'm an 80 kilogram guy, but yes, I'm eating 200 grams of carbs too. Mm. So I wish people were more open about it. I think there's two sides, like one, they're either embarrassed or worried that... There's nothing to be embarrassed no, no, about. No, no. Hear me out. Please. I'm trying to tell them. There's nothing to be embarrassed <laughs> about. <laughs> I meant more as in uh, they feel like, especially other coaches, because usually people who put out these podcasts are coaches, that mm. they might be worried that, oh, my macros are low, so it means I'm a bad coach. But, And the other side of the coin is that they don't want to put out their macros because people will be like, oh, 150 carb, I need to jump on that straight away. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's two ways of looking at it, but I mean, we disclaim and we were very 
upfront that everyone it's personalized everyone yeah, is different absolutely i totally understand both takes on it of mm. course you don't want someone copy and pasting your own nutrition because there's so much context behind those numbers but at the same time i don't think that it's anything to be embarrassed or ashamed of because if anything it's just a sign that your body truly loves you it's like <laughs> please, man, let me hold on to this tiny ounce of adipose tissue I have left just so that I can survive, all right? So it really does try to shut down a hell of a lot of essential processes, like your heart rate. And at the end of the day, sometimes that means that you're going to burn quite a few less calories. So yeah, I just wish more people were open about it because I know a lot of people do say, my macros are individualized to me, like, please don't copy me and I'm not going to tell you how much I eat. Hey guys, just a reminder that we offer coaching services, which you can find on our website by searching The Bodybuilding Dietitians on Google or via the show notes below. We coach anyone with a health and fitness related goal. Yeah. But uh, that's pretty much it for me in terms of training. Honestly, like very happy with how that's going. Retaining numbers across the board. I don't think, so this was week three. I don't think I've had any regressions. And especially leg days, I... I switched to World Gym Brisbane, so I kind of reset for some some lifts. And so Judd had to go by intensity, but remember I set that intensity in my diet break. So I'm quite confident that it was adequate. I'm still managing to maintain or progress in pretty much everything on the leg days and on the upper days as well. So yeah, again, I could just keep telling myself in those sessions, like just two sets, three sets, give it everything. And it's usually the first two to four exercises, which are very big and demanding, and then it's accessories after that. So mm-hmm. once again, it's like rationalizing it. So, okay, I've got to do these RDLs. I've got to do this hack squat next. And then after that, all I've got is some hip thrusts yeah. and some leg extension, leg curl, and some Bulgarian split squats. <laughs> are you noticing as your food continues to decrease that you are noticing a greater lack of energy during your training sessions? Yeah, that's it. Depends on the day and overall, no, which yeah. is really good. I think because your breakfast has always been consistently big. Yeah. Yeah. I think that helps, but it's odd because the breakfast is big, but like we know that I don't store any glycogen from that mm-hmm. breakfast. So I think one is just mindset. And what I've even started doing is I try and get an endorphin rush during that session. And that might be for example, or just another tangent or focus like I always post an Instagram post for TBD on either one of those two low days training sessions. And mm-hmm. that kind of distracts me. I reply to comments. I, especially when people enjoy the post, it's always nice. Mm-hmm. On Monday, you're always doing your Q&A. Yeah, I do my Q&A, which really helps as well. Um, so every, anyone who asks questions on that, thank you very much. And yeah, those little things, I guess that's, I've never really thought about it until now, but those things really do help. Mm-hmm. And yeah very happy with training just about pushing through for these last three weeks and then i'll be peak week and then the show the weeks in between shows will be again difficult but achievable yeah absolutely and again i just think that it's important that we're just so open and we're just so honest about these things we can Mm. push our food and we can push our training really high in the improvement season but sometimes you have to knuckle down and get down to uncomfortable numbers and sometimes you have to feel uncomfortable like what was your peak carbs compared to now 225 well my peak carbs remember i used to have those days where i would finish on 700 and then be like oh i like i feel a bit 
light and mm-hmm. that's very anecdotal but i i'm i know i'm right because well, literally often you'd, wake step, up you'd step on the scale and you're like oh i'm gonna lose weight tomorrow yeah i would step on the scale and i would be lighter that evening than what i would have to be to the next morning mm-hmm. without all the water and food in me so on days i would sometimes eat 700 carb and then go to the freezer or go to the fridge and grab some hot cross buns or have some low-fat ice cream or have some cereal. Mm-hmm. I would always try and make it fairly pure carb sources like dates and sultanas and stuff like that. So it could have been 800 carbs some days. Yeah, and now pushing down to 200 or 225. And even mm. myself, like getting up to 450, then pushing down to 150. Yeah. So it just goes to show there can be a huge gap there when you really are trying to push to get shredded. But again... It's important to be honest about that because a hell of a lot of people are in that boat. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> We're it's all just, human beings. It's a reality of it. Yeah. But, uh, that's it for me. Let's get stuck into your week. Oh my gosh. I feel like I have had one of the most sensational weeks of prep. And this past week, I have been on a diet break. So last week, I wrapped up my last IFBB show for the season. And that was after 23 weeks of consecutively dieting with of course, my high carbohydrate refeed days in there, but I hadn't actually taken a diet break up until that point. So that's a solid five and a half months of dieting. Wow. Yeah, it went by quick, man. But this past week, the diet break was certainly warranted and it couldn't have come at a better time because after that last show, we then had a whole five week gap until the next ICN Queensland show, the first one of the season. And so I've taken a diet break this past week. I brought my macros right back up to predicted maintenance calories. So for the past seven days, I've had 325 grams of carbs, 160 grams of protein, and 35 grams of fat. And boy, oh boy, did I just feel like myself again, Jack. I almost felt like I was in my improvement season for a week. Like <laughs> That's how I felt my first diet break. Oh, yeah. it was sensational. And honestly, it was just such a success, I think, from a body composition standpoint, because during that final peak week, I hit my lowest low of prep of 58.8, but actually on show day, it was a 3 a.m. wake up, so that could have (laughs) potentially played in with my scale weight being slightly higher, but actually on show day last Saturday, I woke up and I was 59 kilograms flat. This past week, after bringing my calories up by around 800 calories every single day for seven days straight, woke up this morning at 59.1. So that's a 100 gram difference. So could have been a glass of water, less than that. Oh boy. Could have have swallowed some toothpaste the night before. (laughs) Could have been, or could have been 100 grams of oats. But anyway, I'm just saying like from a body composition standpoint, everything worked out really well. Mm. It certainly didn't gain any weight. And I'm actually predicting that tomorrow, because today's now my first day of dieting again, I should be right back down in those 58s tomorrow, which is very exciting. But boy, I just felt like myself again. I feel so rejuvenated. Mm. I just feel like I've gotten this new kick to my prep just to like really keep powering on. I feel so goddamn motivated. Like all I want to do now is diet. Like I I almost feel recovered in a sense. Mm. It's just as the days continue to go on, food focus definitely- Apparently there aren't any benefits to diet. (laughs) Well, man, I'm just spouting anecdote then right now, but I will preach it until the day I die, I swear. But it's definitely been a really good week. Yeah, just my food focus went down throughout the week. My hunger went down throughout the week. Obviously, energy levels were really high. My neat was so high that I actually mowed the lawn 
and I went to Nudgy Dog Beach this past week, which is kind of a coincidence because in our past podcast, we were talking about sacrifices we've made due to low energy availability. And we're like, man, we haven't been to Nudgy Beach with the dogs for like months. And we actually paid a gardener last month to mow the lawn. But lo and behold, all I needed was, what's eight times seven? 56. 5,600 extra calories to get myself on that lawnmower and down to the beach. But it's certainly worked. <laughs> mm. but yeah. Well, um, I'm glad the, gla- the grass is mowing and we have a big yard too. Yeah, so. it took me two hours. I got like 7,000 steps mowing the lawn and those must count as at least triple when you're pushing <laughs> a lawn mower. So yeah. And lugging around that thing full of grass. Exactly, that thing is heavy. But anyway, I just had a sensational week. Obviously it was an awesome week of training. I, I always train really hard, but this past week, like I was insanely sore. I was insanely sore. Like I definitely really pushed myself during my training, but I was still lifting pretty similar numbers to what I was when I was dieting. But yeah, this past week, like every night when I was stretching, I was like, oh my goodness me, I feel those Bulgarians from yesterday. So yeah, I was insanely sore. And I think perhaps it was even just coming off, obviously the back end of last week, dieting really hard, the massive show day on Saturday, Sunday had really compromised sleep again after a string of nights of compromised sleep, went to that posing session again on Sunday, and then went straight back into really heavy training starting on Monday. Mm. So maybe just all kind of accumulated. Yeah, you rested both days this weekend. So Mm -hmm. I think incidentally, as it happened, I think that was a good thing because you get two days of rest now. They were very active rest days. Yeah. And at least you're beginning a new block of training now. So it's perfect. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Yesterday, I actually didn't do my fifth full body session of the week, which is obviously very abnormal for me. I don't think I've missed a session all prep, Mm. but I did during my diet break week because I was like, I am so cooked and I train full body every single session. I took a deload in my diet break anyway. So yeah, I think it would definitely did more good than harm taking that rest day. Yeah. And I justified it by like, I train full body every single session, five times a week. And if I'm sore in every single muscle group, clearly they've been stimulated. I'm just going to mow the lawn today. (laughs) (laughs) And Hey, look at that. The grass is all cut now. So it's all good. But yeah, this past week, freaking awesome. But again, I just feel so goddamn rejuvenated and all I want to do is diet. I'm so excited and happy to be in a deficit again today. And I'm just so goddamn determined again to just give the rest of this prep everything I've got. I don't care what I have to do. I don't care how much weight I have to lose. I don't have care how many little carbs I have to eat. Like I'm just amped up and I just want to get freaking shredded because I just, I wasn't lean enough for IFBB and by not being lean enough for those two shows. Again, I still brought a much better package than I did last year, but I still know that it wasn't quite truly my best. And because of that, I'm just looking at it on the bright side. Like it's actually made me a better athlete and it's actually given me that desire to push even harder and just do whatever the hell it takes. So I am pumped up. Whatever it takes. Do you know who, uh, do you know whose quote that is? Whose quote is it? Rich Piana, I think. Oh, really? Well, maybe not whatever. (laughs) Unfortunately, Rich Piana is no longer with us. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully not that. Yes. Don't worry, guys. Natty for life. But I actually did record a YouTube video this week showcasing, you know, a bit of my diet break, a bit of my training, giving you guys some insight into what I eat during the day on a diet break and also 
how I train. I also recorded some posing footage. So definitely head over to the Bodybuilding Dietitian's YouTube channel and check that out. It's the most recent video. And yeah, give it a like, leave a comment, subscribe to the channel, all that good stuff. But that was really fun to make. I, I really do like recording YouTube videos and my favorite part is definitely editing them. I just love sitting down and just getting to work for hours. And, and it makes me excited. Like I'm always excited to start the day and wake up because I love my life. But like there's something about knowing that you get to edit a YouTube video in the morning and sip <laughs> some coffee that makes you bound out of bed. Yeah. I, I know that feeling. It's um, I think I've said this before, but there's just something about the satisfaction of making something, mm. whether it's digital, whether it's you're a carpenter, you're doing woodworking, you're creating software, we're producing content, and the fact that people are interested and eager to watch and listen to what we have to say and what we do, like it just makes it very rewarding. It gives me such an endorphin rush. Like mm. with this podcast, we've been doing this almost two and a half years. I still freaking love when I get to just sit down with a cup of tea and listen back to our podcast and just... Or in prep, walk around the house. Yeah, or in prep, rack up some steps around the house. But just edit the podcast, listen back. You obviously love doing the TBD Instagram content. We both love doing our own Instagram content Mm. and posting stories and obviously now the YouTube. So it's just fun creating yeah and sam loves it too yes she can if you can hear her barks of encouragement in the background yeah so yeah that's uh i think that's it from both of us i'm looking forward to what happening what will happen this week with your body weight because you you're not going quite as low with the macros but you're going slightly higher but whether or not that adaptiveness or any adaptiveness in your diet break has paid off at all. That's a really good point. So yeah, I didn't even touch on what I'm actually doing now moving forward. So what I'm actually going to be doing is three low days, one high day, three low days, one high day, and like cycling that throughout Mm -hmm. the week rather than doing five low, two high. Cause I found that after one high day, I feel pretty damn good, man. Yeah. I feel good. And I look good. Just an example of personalization. Mm. Like if one, if you feel great after one high day, like, have one high day yeah why do two and again it's much easier waiting three days and having a high day than waiting five Mm. like i feel that fifth rest day i'm like oh boy i could eat a banana right now but i gotta wait till tomorrow anyway moving forward i'm not going as aggressive as i did in my past peak week because again i just i don't want to quite do that again to myself yet and i think coming off the back end of this diet break that's what i really want to improve this week is essentially my metabolic adaptation, my ability to handle dieting and a calorie deficit. So fat loss is a marathon, not a sprint. Like sure, you could go to 150 again, but Mm. I, I, oh, this was last week when I had that prep brain of all that math. You sure you could lose one kilo or 1.5 kilos this coming week, or you could lose 750 gram Mm. each week. Like the 750 gram is going to be much better for you at this stage. But yeah, so rather than going right back down to 150 carb and feeling like a sack of poo, I am going to go to 175 grams of carbs, 30 grams of fat, and 160 grams of protein. That still certainly got me in a deficit. And honestly, I just think coming off the back end of this diet break, actually, I don't even think I know that I have had positive metabolic adaptation because I track my heart rate using my Fitbit. And sure, might not be the most accurate heart rate measure, but it's consistent. consistent. It's freaking consistent. And in my peak week, my resting heart rate went down to 46 beats per minute during the day. 
at nighttime while I was sleeping, it was down to like 37 beats per minute. It's like, hello, (laughs) you're beating in there. But this past week of actually bringing my calories up and my body weight actually not even changing that much, again, 100 grams, my resting heart rate during the day is up to 52 beats per minute. Wow. An extra six beats per minute. That's crazy. That that does equate to more calories burned. beat every 10 seconds. Yeah, wow. Hey, you're doing good math today. <laughs> Great job. But again, that is positive metabolic adaptation. That's me burning more calories every minute of every hour of every day for hopefully the coming weeks to come. It's probably going to come back down. But regardless, I think that coming off the back end of this diet break, I should certainly continue to drop weight. And hell, I'll probably have to like to get really icy and shredded to the bone, probably like low 57s. And if I remember, lowest I've hit right now is 58.8. This coming week, That's I'm- easy, dude. You got this. I got this. And yeah, I really got this. This past week though, it was by far my best look. Even mm, though I was on high carbs every day, I felt the leanest that mm. I have ever. And we took skin folds this past week and my skin folds were the lowest that they've ever been in my life. Yeah. Yeah. Very successful. Same. So, what well, was same with you? Yes, they were. Yeah. Good results for both of us. Yeah. yeah. Body so, fat's dropping. So, I mean, it does beg the question for you, like, do you, you don't need to go as aggressive as a diet break for peak week, but maybe like a mid load where mm-hmm. you, where you keep it consistent across the whole week, maybe even like 275 or 300 carb every day. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just going to, it's obviously going to keep changing as I continue to get leaner too. That's definitely going to influence how I'm responding to carbohydrates, but Mm. exciting times. Got another consult coming up with Joey this Wednesday, which should be fantastic to get his input on that. But yeah, I guess I just said what I wanted to improve this week, but Jack, what do you want to improve this week? So I want to... (laughs) I'm going to try and relate this to something that happened this week, even though I'm not going to be able to do it well, but I'm going to try and improve upon my returns policy skills because our mic, we had a disaster strike and our microwave broke, which uh, for two people who use the microwave for every meal, their oats, their cream of wheat. Yeah, it's not good. So we went out the same day, bought the same microwave and we might be having two microwaves in the next month because, I mean, come on, we, we needed one ASAP, so we bought one, and now we're gonna return this one, which is within warranty. So yeah, before we know it, we might have two in the kitchen. Yeah, guys, I think that if you are prepping with your partner and you've both been dieting for around six months, rather than investing your money into couples therapy, just buy <laughs> a second microwave and it's probably gonna solve like 93% mm-hmm. of your problems. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if we burn out this most motor. It's literally sitting right next to me. <laughs> oh, guys, it was literally a catastrophe, yeah. honestly, because it was the last day of my diet break. All I wanted to was just finish the day with a freaking protein cake, blended up all this water and flour and protein and banana and cocoa, put it in the microwave. The microwave got really hot itself, but the protein cake just wouldn't cook. And I was trying to cook this thing for like 20 minutes And I was just, I don't want to be emotional about food, but I was pretty freaking ticked off. Mm. I was just like, I just want this microwave to do its job and cook my cake, but it wouldn't. Anyone would be frustrated. You just wanted to eat. God, all I wanted to do was eat my protein cake. So what I actually had to end up doing was pouring this like 900 milliliters of batter into a stir fry pan, like a shallow dish 
pan and actually cooked it on the stove, it actually didn't turn out that bad. It was kind of like eating this really big gooey pancake with a spoon. It wasn't too bad. If anything, I kind of actually enjoyed it, but anything tastes good in prep. Definitely not the same texture as a protein cake, but absolutely, I'm looking forward to us actually having two microwaves. Yeah, because the, the main issue is that for all those people who uh, might not be as savvy with the microwaves, we have a 1200 watt microwave, which is the most powerful I think you can get in a household. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to go higher than that, you have to get a restaurant grade microwave. Mm-hmm. And I think, but basically what would happen is we would cook oats for like five minutes. And then when the other person was queuing up behind, like I'm waiting with my bowl and then the, the microwave just doesn't work when it needs time to recover. Yeah, but just you're like, like oh, going hypoglycemic. You're like, I don't want to wait five minutes for this thing to cool down. I want to cook it now. But then, lo and behold, the microwave just shat itself. Mm, it literally did. Yeah. But at, at least it's all solved now and we have two. We have one each. I'll, I'll probably write my name on my one. <laughs> Are you going to get territorial over that thing? Yeah, I'll give it some ink or something, like a, a stencil. Mm, maybe we can get like an artist to graffiti it or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll draw like Arnold on it or something. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Well, now in the TBD household, we're officially going to have two microwaves and hopefully not too expensive of an electricity bill. Yeah. Yeah. But hell, we're still using it the same, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. All right. Well, good investment by us and I think it's certainly warranted and it's going to keep the peace. <laughs> Yes. Well, there's never not peace, right? (laughs) No, absolutely not. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our 45th episode. Of course, if you did enjoy it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag the bodybuilding dietitians, and we will catch you next week. See you guys.